The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's time for our weekly Last Word of Music with John Cadell and Dee Reddy. But before we talk to them, let's hear a little bit of probably one of the best-known theme tunes from television in recent years from the much-acclaimed and enjoyed White Lotus series. Okay, that's the White Lotus, familiar to many of you. So, D-Ready, tell us about how a number of acts have gone about reworking that for performance. Yeah, so it's become quite the floor filler now in nightclubs, Matt. Um, uh, most recently with an official remix being released by Tiesto. Um, and he said that he's, he, he always, always receives a positive response from, from a live crowd when he plays it. Now, in saying that... Like it, it is a bit of a banger, but I think it's because people associate it with the anticipation and the enjoyment of watching the TV show. I, I don't think his remix is all that much I to write have home that about. Was a banger. That- when you, but this is the thing. Though. The first time I heard it, I was a bit like, "Huh, okay, oh, okay." And then, like, you watch the second episode, and you're like, "Oh." Here we go, here we go. And then by the time you were finishing the series, you were practically like the, dancing the quest, on the couch. The but question, it's because of the association well, there with the you series, go, I think. In and of itself, is it a banger? It's not. It's only a banger by association. But hold on, the Killers have been playing at a concert, apparently. Uh, Dominic Fike has been doing so as well. So let's hear the Tiesto remix of the White Lotus theme, Renaissance. I was led to believe it was terrible. Is it terrible, John? Uh, well, if you want to add the sound of Tiesto recording himself banging nails into a roof <laughs> over that theme song, I suppose uh, each to their own. John, your face when that was played. It's all right, but like I wouldn't be calling it a banger by any stretch. I mean, you can put a, a, a dance beat behind anything and make it more uplifting, obviously, especially if you have like some keyboard string pad behind it as well. I mean, it's, it's one, two, three, ABC dance anthem. But I think that's the thing. The show was such a big hit and people absolutely love that theme song. And when, when you're not expecting to hear a theme song from a show or, or, or something like that that you really enjoy and then a DJ plays it or a band covers it, you do get really excited. Mm, well, I didn't. Well, you, you didn't like the show. Well, I didn't watch the show. Well, there you go. There's yeah, the point. Yeah. Oh, you, there's something. you see, John, if you were to watch this song, it might put a smile in your face. No, no. But the thing is, like, you know, it goes back to my original question. Is it a good song or is it a just a good song because you associate it with a good show? But like this or a good opening theme tune, because I'm just thinking, Baywatch. you know, of the last. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's well, a, that's your level, John. That yeah. is a banger. 
that is a banger. What about the But well, I always sing Night I'm D ready instead of Off yeah. ready, so there you go. Night Rider, great theme song. <laughs> NYPD. So Blue. you have a David Hasselhoff thing going on but, here. But have they're you? all ones you're really familiar with, John. Like that's the point for people that were fans of White Lotus, they're really familiar mm. with the songs. They okay. have that positive association. Yeah, okay. Well, that's I'll tell you what, my favourite one in recent years has been, and we don't have it to hand the to Walton's play, but I imagine. Probably. <laughs> House of Cards. Jeff oh, Beale's yeah. instrumental yeah. at the start of House of Cards yeah. he, but, was just magnificent scene setting music. But even that you would also one. enjoy. Succession the, and is succession. What? The, the theme song for what? Succession is rubbish. The, John, the, the, the program's incredible. The theme song goes on too long and it's rubbish. It's like a four year old playing the piano. Oh, rubbish. My but, the, but the show is incredible. So now. Wow. <laughs> Carry on. I'm speechless. <laughs> Why? Because I don't like the plinky plonk at the start of, uh, of the great show. Well, no, but actually, really... sorry. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that you don't like something, John. That's not my <laughs> surprise. That's not I'm why just, I'm speechless. I'm just saying a great show does not a great theme song make. That's all. But Knight Rider great. show and theme song. Both amazing. There for you. Yeah. Okay. John Cadell's yeah. stamp of approval. <laughs> Okay, listen, tell us about um, how some of the biggest performers in British music are not honouring a command from their future king, D. Well, um, Adele and Ed Sheeran have uh, recently politely declined uh, King Charles's invitation to perform at his coronation on May 6th. Sorry, D. I don't think in Adele's case it was politely declined. I think it was just no. But I mean, like, she just, they just, her people said she wasn't available. And now the British media are saying, like, they've looked at her her performance schedule. Like, yeah, okay, she might not be performing that day. She might have a family thing on. She might just want to, just not want to do it. She could be going to Archie's birthday party. Yeah, I mean, it's hardly treason if you don't want to play King Charles's coronation. I mean, obviously, I would find it highly amusing now if more and more, (laughs) more UK artists came out and started declining invitations but that's neither here nor there I just think it's mad that it's been turned into this story um, that people are trying to I, kind of project her her political viewpoint or her thoughts about the monarchy, monarchy yeah. onto her not being available to play at the coronation maybe she just doesn't but want I suppose to. it does show that there's a lot of people in Britain who do not buy into all this mm. monarchy stuff there are quite a few Republicans there I don't know what our politics are but, but it, seemed, it would appear that she just isn't particularly impressed by the idea of being called to perform for her king I can't imagine the fee is that good either no, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think there, the, going into it, perhaps there was this assumption that the honour of being asked to perform mm. at this great historic event would mean that these huge stars would, would, would just make it happen regardless of what was going on with them. But that's just simply not the case. People aren't as interested as they were. No, I mean, and a lot of, uh, you know, when the Queen had the Jubilee concerts, even in her 50th and 60th uh, and 70th years mm. on the throne, um, people came out of the woodwork to perform because she was Queen Elizabeth II. But there isn't the same sort of love uh, for Prince Charles because he just hasn't been as he hasn't sort of carried himself as well as as the Queen did over his lifetime. He, he there just isn't that respect for him that there may have been for the Queen as a person, let alone as you know as a country's monarch. People seem to genuinely like the Queen. English people, mm. if they didn't like the monarchy, they still liked the Queen, but. But Prince Charles, he doesn't exactly elicit warm, fuzzy feelings from a lot of people. And that could be part to do with that. There isn't as much to lose if you don't play his coronation as there would have been if he didn't play the Queen's Jubilee. Or arguably that there's more to lose, that it'll be a, a bit of a flop and you don't want to be on the stage to empty 
crowd. Yeah, or maybe there is a feeling amongst certain uh, certain people that the, the royal family have not maybe uh, excelled themselves in their treatment of certain members of the royal family and indeed that they haven't... Oh, uh, you've been reading the Harry book as well. No, so. I haven't. Actually, no, but I'm saying... They <laughs> also, you should. <laughs> they also haven't held other members of the family to account and maybe there's just a bit oh. of an ick factor as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the Prince Andrew thing been the obvious thing. Ed Sheeran at least he has a good excuse, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's he, washing his hair. He does. Yeah, he's washing his locks. No, but he, I like they, uh, and this is what I mean. Like the the British media have actually gone and looked at their performance schedule. He 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 does have a scheduling conflict for that day, um, and obviously wasn't prepared to drop everything and and make his way over to do the coronation, um, but. Uh, Adele hasn't offered a reason why she doesn't want see, the, she's not able to perform I don't see why she has well, to see, the other thing is they don't need to do it Adele and Ed Sheeran no. don't need to do no, it God like they like the, King Charles needs them more yeah. than they need him yeah, yeah. For God's okay sake. let's move on to the 1975 who are playing Dublin St Anne's Park on the 7th of June and then Musgrave Park in Cork on the 13th of June let's hear a little bit of the sound <laughs> Matty Healy, who, John, will be playing in front of a lot of simple people? Ah, look, Matty Healy and the 1975. Um, as, as a band, I, I sort of like them, but I, I really admire them as a band because Matty Healy certainly is a front man. He isn't um, completely media trained and he is an interesting individual. The band... Hang on, what do you mean I'm media trained? We're talking about a guy who on a stage... When the crowd were singing Ole, Ole, Ole in mm. Dublin said, you Irish are a simple people. Mm-hmm. You're easily pleased. That's good to know. It's called, so you just, it's, that's nothing to do with being media trained. That's just bad manners, isn't it? it? It's sarcasm. It's just sarcasm. It's, I think that's, it was just a throwaway remark. Of course it was. Yeah. I mean, he's playing to like, what, 8,000 of his fans. He's not going to go on stage and insult them all because they're singing a song. And, of and, course it was sarcasm. And the crowd was getting excited. And like, it, arguably you could say he was saying, I can't believe you're getting that excited for us, for 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 this band, yeah, well, yeah, that could that could well be it. But look, he is an interesting individual. I've read enough interviews with him and seen enough interviews with him to know that he sort of wears his heart in his sleeve a bit. He's not overly concerned with saying with saying what might be considered to be the wrong thing or getting himself into trouble with the tabloids. He doesn't really put much truck on that, and that sort of makes him an, an interesting pop star. Um, and what do you make of his on stage snogging? Well, I can't really answer to that other than that he does ask he for consent. He does ask for consent. He, the, the I think un- it's pointless. Well, that, but like he he does ask people and he asks guys and girls and he asks them in advance, do you want to have a snog? So happy days if they do. The only thing I will say is he's also been, um, he ate raw meat on stage at one of their performances on their last tour. 
Like, I'm really hoping that that wasn't the same performance he brought some poor fan up for a snob, because now that would be objectionable. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than all these no marks that have nothing to say with their staring at their shoes while they're on stage. At least he has something about him, you know, he has, you know, a, a bit of interesting stuff about all him. All right. Let's get picks of the week. Dee, what are you going for? My pick of the week this week, Matt, is the latest single just came out today from I Have a Tribe. Uh, it's called Oh Man. So it's the new sing- single from um, their album, which is coming out on the 26th of May. Um, and they've also just announced a string of intimate gigs in Dublin, Cork uh, and Mayo. So they're on sale now. Uh, but I really, really like this track from them. Take a good look at this floor. Covered in letters He wrote down when he swore That he would not forget her I don't know where the time went No, I don't know I don't know where the mind went No, I don't know I have a tribe. Oh man, mm. D. Reddy's pick of the week. And John, what's yours? Well, I've been reading this uh, this sort of quasi uh, official autobiography biography of Charlie Watts that came out last year called Charlie's Good Tonight. And uh, so I've been listening to a lot of the Rolling Stones. And one of the the, the first uh, drum riffs that occurs to me when I think of the Stones is uh, "Get Off My Cloud." And as luck would have it, it's the opening track on a new Stones live album from their 50th anniversary tour from 10 years ago. So let's, uh, let's have a listen to Charlie Watts uh, knocking it out of the park as he always did on the opening track of the new Gurr live album. 24 tracks, uh, it's out at the moment. This is Get Off My Cloud live 10 years ago. And listen to Jagger's voice. Incredible. Stones get off my cloud. If it wasn't for Charlie, they'd just be all swagger and slop, wouldn't they? Like he just held held the whole band together. Yeah. Anyway, there you are. D in thirty seconds, tell us please where Irish fans of the chicks are going to be able to see them play. Yes, so just announced a thirty-seven day tour. Um, They're going to be playing Dublin's Three Arena on June thirtieth. Okay, worth going to see. Um, Absolutely. I mean, what an incredible career. Um, and I, I just don't think they're as well known here as maybe uh, as in other countries, but definitely worth checking out. Yeah, they had that moment where the George Bush, they were gave out about George Bush them. and it nearly ended them, but they're back. Well, still around. Where's he? OK, thank mm. you very much, John Cadell and D. Reddy for joining us on our weekly music spot. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.